Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angie and Steven's podcast. Crass Alone. Crass Alone Podcast. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we uh, took a slight break. Uh, we apologize for that. We tried not to, but we did warn you. <laughs> we went on vacation, and it was awesome. We said we would try um, our best. We said we would try, and honestly... The biggest problem we had was uh, the service out there was incredibly slow. Incredibly. So, so like here, I would, if I had to guess, I would say that the average person gets a uh, internet download speed on their phone of about anywhere from 40 to 200 megabits per second download and anywhere from 7 to 25 megabits for upload yeah uh in colombia i was and this is probably because we were on the you know what's included with the with our cell phone plan but we were getting we weren't we were barely getting a quarter of a megabyte so we were getting 0.23 megabits per second download and the upload was i mean about the same thing um so it even if we would have recorded it um it would have been it would have never been uploaded until we got back like a few days ago because right it was just impossible but anyways um we're back we're back we're back we're back so we apologize for the, you know, two weeks without an episode. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. Yeah, but uh, I guess we can consider that our summer break or whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. So, but no, we're, we're good now. We're back and we are ready. And so um, my sister, for whatever reason, decided that today we could... <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stop. I'm kidding. Uh, we actually, we're, we're very, to be honest, we were very unprepared today. Um, and I don't know why we need to be do better. We need to be do better. Yes. Um, we need to be do better. Okay. (laughs) Um, because I don't like not being prepared. Yeah. Um, but, um, today we've decided that, uh, we're going to talk about sex. Yeah. Um, and so it was funny because, (laughs) do you want to tell the story or should I? What? Well, Which we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out like, okay, let what's... me say it. Let me say it. Right. You talk a lot. So we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been told I don't talk enough. Uh, that's so I, true. I need to, I need to work on that. That's true. Um, I think you talk a good amount. I need to work on my, my talking abilities. Anyways, so this is not really a talk I want to talk about though. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we were just trying to figure out a topic. Um, and I said, let's talk about sex. And what did you say? And I said, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> you didn't say it like that. 
Um, no, because it's number one, it's a good topic, and and sex actually feels good. Uh, but I meant that it's a good topic. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I mean, do you, do you want to kick it off? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Let's let's talk biblically, right? Yeah. What What does the Bible say? Um. Well, in the begin. <laughs> in the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, anyway, so he created, obviously, Adam and Eve and everything. And uh, he created um, Adam first. And from Adam's rib, he made, uh, he created Eve. Um, and Adam is like, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. So she shall be called woman. Um, and so God said, all right reproduce um it's interesting because god god so if we look at the um if we look at genesis and when he when god creates everything you see where everything he creates it says you know and god uh did this and god did that and he saw that it was good and he says that over and over again um but when you get to chapter two and it goes into more specifically um about god creating man um he basically sees that man is alone and it's the first time that he says and it was not good it was not good that he was alone um and so he try god looks for another looks for someone looks for someone for um adam and you know you know we look at the animals and that's not i guess enough so that's when he makes woman um, it's just interesting. It, it's always interesting to me where, where it says, comes to that part and he says it's not good. And so what God does is he provides man with woman um, and then he tells them, okay, reproduce. Um, you know, and that's when sex comes in. Um, and so uh, in that sense, it's interesting because, I mean, in Christianity, yeah. right, and biblically, um, sex is to sex is to be between a man and his wife. Um, we just don't there we don't see a marriage with Adam and Eve, but technically that's you know, God gives God gives Eve to Adam. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because now that I think of now that I think of it, it's very much as in a wedding where the father gives the bride away to the the groom yeah um anyway so so and i i can just read that last part too it's in genesis 2 right after verse 23 or at verse 23 uh when right after well let me start from 22 and let's see and the rib that the lord god had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man then the man said this is the last this this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, man, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Amen. Yeah. So, I mean... That's traditionally, that's what God's intention for marriage was. And so when we look at what marriage is today, I mean, it's it's pretty much 
I mean, the the idea of marriage has been destroyed, right? Yeah. When you ask, uh, I think if we were to do a survey and you ask most people what is what does a marriage consist of, mm-hmm. they like the average person might not answer. Well, it's you know when a man and a woman um, decide to make a commitment to each other or a covenant and you know spend the rest of their lives together and eventually reproduce yeah um people won't say that you know they'll they'll have all the different ideas of of what they're trying to turn marriage into now and they might say you know it's well it can be anything (laughs) yeah and that's what we see i mean i saw the other day um that i think there was a woman who's like in love with her fence or something or trying to marry her fence or something like that i mean it's weird i mean that just that is weird um so i think i think the the issue of marriage um one of the things that comes up a lot too is it's tied with sexual immorality i think that's big right Mm -hmm. um i don't remember where it is in the bible but maybe you do it says uh it says that it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. Um, and and part of the reason is because you're vulnerable. You're like more vo- vulnerable to to a specific sin, which is sexual immorality. Yeah. And so when we look at sexual immorality, like how would you define it? Um, well, I think the Bible goes through different so fornication it talks about that which is sex out of marriage um uh sex with the same gender would be sexual immorality as well um adultery would be sexual immorality so a lot of things fall under that yeah so essentially sexual anything that what what would fall under sexual immorality would be anything outside of the marriage between a man and a woman. Yeah, a husband and his wife, specifically. A husband, a husband and his wife. That's right. Specifically between a a husband and his wife. And um, obviously also in covenant, triunely with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that also points to, you know... Um, the Trinity, you know, but we're not going to talk about the, <laughs> the Trinity today. But uh, it does point to that because it says that man and woman will become one flesh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be able to to have a, a stable marriage, as we see through Genesis, through the beginning of that, they are in perfect communion with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, then they break that. They disobey God and and then they feel ashamed. And yeah. and if I if I would have read on that last verse that, uh, from where I was reading, it would have said, "And they were not ashamed." Yeah. Um. And so, again, that's where uh, sexual morali- immorality um, stems from. So if it's anything out of the context of, yeah. like we said, male and female, husband and wife, then it's uh, sexually immoral. And like you said, that includes heterosexual fornication adultery etc etc so um you know i wouldn't look at i wouldn't look at uh same sex 
marriage any different that I would look at someone who is cheating on his wife or cheating on her husband? Yeah. Um, in terms of sin, like I wouldn't look at them or treat them any different. And I think, I think sometimes we miss that mark. And I think part of it is because, again, this kind of ties back into apologetics is we don't know how to defend our positions right. just through, through scripture in general. Um, we know that we've talked about apologetics on here and it has to do with defending your position. And we talk about it in terms of defending the validity, the validity of Christianity, mm -hmm. but apologetics also plays a role in everything else and all the other, uh, you know, everything else that the Bible teaches. So, this would be one of those. Um, and so, again, you know, that's what sexual immorality is. Yeah. Um, pedophilia falls under that, too. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 an argument that I hear a lot is, well, the Bible doesn't actually say um, homosexual or the Bible doesn't actually say. <laughs> Definitely does. It, and I'm just like, but... I'm like, well, well I, I'm, I'm like, even if that's true. Which it's not. But even if it's. If it's true, mm -hmm. it also doesn't say pedophilia, right? Right, and if it and that that doesn't mean that you can't go through scripture and look at, all right, well, this is this is what that means, and so right. that's why we're wanting to define sexual immorality um, through, you know, you with you can't define sexual immorality without understanding what what God meant as marriage and why marriage is sacred. Yeah. I mean, everything, and you've heard us before, everything that that God, like, how do I say this? Like, he starts with marriage, right? He starts right. with marriage by creating Adam and Eve, and he sets that, kind of sets the tone, mm -hmm. you can say, for the rest of the Bible, or for the rest of, you know, the age of, you know, until time finishes and, and he ends the same exact way. He ends with a marriage. Mm, and I think, good. I think like that's, that's beautiful because that, yeah. that brings everything full circle and why it's so important. And so, you know, Jesus coming back as the bridegroom for his bride, mm. the church, that's why marriage is sacred and so yeah. important. It's not just God said, and that's why it's important. It's because of the implication yeah. of what God meant marriage for and what it represents. It, it represents more than what we think of yeah. typically. And that's so beautiful. The fact that that's just the fact that marriage is a shadow of, you know, our relationship with God. You know, um, we see that in Ephesians when he talks husbands and wives. And I think we've talked about it before yeah. where it says, um, Wives, wives submit wives. <laughs> submit it does to your husband if you're a wife out there or a woman it does say wives submit, submit. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he's <laughs> no. it, it's not meant like that i don't that. think paul meant to write it like yeah that. yeah <laughs> but uh that's a that might be a topic for another day <laughs> um no he uh, didn't he didn't <laughs> um but it, you know, it talks about that and it talks about, you know, husbands love your wives exactly. as Christ loves his church. Um, because it's about, and, and it talks about this, just this mystery of how marriage is supposed to uh, represent that. And it's just a beautiful thing. And, uh, and I'll, I'll add too, just from personal experience, right? I was one of those. I was one of those that read that, that verse 
where it says, wives, submit to your husbands. Mm -hmm. And I would stop. (laughs) And I'd be like, why you ain't submitting? Why you not submitting? Just submit. Just stop. Stop. Stop arguing and submit. And like, you know, I, I was... I was a bootleg Christian, so I didn't know what I was talking about. Right. Um, but yeah, that, and th- this goes back to what we talked about a few episodes about, uh, ago about, you know, um, really like learning to interpret uh, scripture and not mm-hmm. just taking a verse out of context. Like you don't, you don't just have to read the verse. You have to read the verses after the chapter yeah. it's in and the book that it's in, yeah. preferably. Not just right? the verses you like. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the ones you like. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and not making it, you know, not give it the meaning that you want it to mean, right. but pull the meaning out of it like we talked about. So so yeah, so so I'm you know, I can I can attest to that. Like I, I did that. I did that. And and once once I once I went through that process where I was like, All right, like this is it and I stopped being a bootleg Christian and I kept reading the rest of the verses, um, you know, I was I was convicted because I was like, all right, like that's when I learned. I think that's when I learned what true love is because I say this a lot to people is that love is not a feeling. Love involves a bunch of feelings. It involves anger. It involves happiness it involves laughing it involves crying it involves i mean hate even uh all all these emotions both positive and negative and and the love part doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily represented solely by those emotions and feelings but represented by the action that you take uh you know despite those feelings yeah. So um, I think I, I mentioned, I don't know if it was on the podcast or off mic that I told you, you know, I, I learned that when I heard the story and I, and I read these verses and I, and I heard the story of, of an old man who had been taking care of his wife for 20 years and she had Alzheimer's and, you know, and she didn't, it was 20 years, she didn't recognize him. She, so she was basically living with a stranger making him feel the same way probably i mean you can imagine right Uh, Right. alzheimer's patients you know there's a there's a a part in their disease process that they become very aggressive because they don't recognize you know someone that they've spent their entire lives with right right and so this man just took care of his wife diligently and you know the best that he could even though she treated him like a stranger now i don't think like like i try to process that and that is that is really the i guess we could say that's one of the best examples of living with someone that doesn't love you right right and still i think that if he would have just quit on his marriage or gone, th- or gone by his feelings. Yeah, or gone by his feelings. I think many of us would have justified uh, him leaving his wife. Right. Um, be- especially if he's up there in age. It's like, dude, like you, you need to take care of yourself. Like you right. can't, you can't, you know. And so we would have, you know, justified it. And and I think we all could have slept that night. Uh, but 
but to understand that he was even though she was treating him this way he still went and kept loving her and loving her and loving her to me that is one of the best examples of loving your wife the way jesus loves the church i was just gonna say like isn't that the gospel <laughs> exactly that is the gospel and so that brings me and that's and it humbles me because that made me look at my wife in a whole new different way so even in like our worst arguments and our worst moments when I feel like I just want to throw a microwave at her, <laughs> I, I have to like, really, I'm, I'm just like, God, please like help me, help me be Christ-like, like help me see her and love her the way your son loves me. Right. Like, because we have those moments, like we went on vacation and, you know, I, I caught you one time, you know, doing your devotional or reading the Bible and all that. And, you know, we were away for about two and a half weeks. Not a single time. Well, I take that back. I take that back. One time I grabbed the Bible and I read through it and we had like a little Bible study. Just one single time in all of those days I did that. Yeah. And I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. You know, it's something that I struggled with. And I, you know, yeah, I mean, like, he, I really don't like that. I, I really don't like no, that. No, but I mean, same here. That the day that you, quote unquote, <laughs> you caught me. Oh, you were faking it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, that was one of the few times I did it, too. And yeah. so. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, and we probably had some conversations, right, um, throughout our vacation that, that you know, that you know, I hope was, was honoring and, and glorified God, but, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't what ideally, it wasn't what God wants for, for us to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it's not what I want, you know, it's not it, like, I'm disappointed in myself. Right. At the same time, um, I'm thankful for God's grace, love and mercy and, and that's something that was consistent in my prayers because I knew that, you know, in that sense, I wasn't being the disciple that, you know, that uh, the disciple for the example that Jesus, you know, gave. And so, again, that doesn't mean that God loves me any less. That doesn't mean that, you know, now I'm going to hell or anything like that. But, um, but still, you know, it's something that I struggle with. And I say that just... Just for everybody out there, you know, like we said before, it's not, there isn't like a, it's not something that you, you want to do because you want to just check it off the box. And I think partially, uh, in a way I felt like, like if I did it after thinking that I, it almost like felt like it was going to be that. And yeah. I'm not saying that that's why I didn't. Um, it just, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I just, I yeah. can't. I can't explain that feeling, but it, but it did, it did grieve my spirit for sure. Yeah. It did grieve my spirit. But, yeah. but like I said, you know, um, so, so reading, reading the, the Bible and, and, and understanding the context of these verses and, and seeing the example of this old man made me realize that, that love is an action. And so then it took me to thinking like, does, you know, what, what's, like, 
like we read through scripture that you know god uh that that for example jesus wept um and that you know sin grieves god and all of this and it's like god is god so is there like is there anything that we could do that would make him not love us is there anything that we could do no nothing there's nothing we can do nothing can separate us from the love of god that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) no no and i and i say that again for our listeners because um i was talking with our neighbors today and i was mentioning some things that we won't get into but it's just like the the church in general has gotten in you know like infected with all this new age Christianity and there's like all this different um, like things being taught and things not being taught that should be taught, but yeah. also things being taught that shouldn't be taught. Yeah. And like so we never talk about sex. <laughs> yeah. Like they never talk about sex. And so I think as a 15 year old growing up, that would have been, you know, a convicting sermon to hear. Right. To, to hear that. No. Any sex outside of the context of biblically what marriage is, mm-hmm. is, is no, it's a sin. Yeah. And if you're sinning, then you are, obviously, you're sinning against God. You're breaking God's lo- yeah. law deliberately, and now you got to pay the consequences. Yeah. And it's difficult because in society, sex is everywhere. Yeah. Like the, it's everywhere. Well, there is it, not a place right, where right. sex is not. But it, but it's it's one of those sins too that for probably longer than we can even think of, it's probably one of the original let's normalize sins yes, situations, that's right? True. Like true. sex has been trying to get normalized forever. I mean, yeah. it, it was I mean in the 60s, right? The hippie days. Yeah. You, you can read about how it was normal to have like be promiscuous. Um, and I don't know if it was more then than now, but I, I think maybe now it's not just easier, uh, but also it's like, it's, it's odd. It's, I, I think it's, I thought in my day when I was 15, I thought it was odd to f- find someone who was a virgin, mm-hmm. but it's even more odd now. Yeah. Like if you're still a virgin, like you're, you're rare. You're almost extinct, yeah. right? So, um, yeah. So, so I mean, uh, yeah. I think if I would have heard the sermon like that, I would have definitely, you know, I like to think that it would have taken me a different path mm-hmm. um, because I was definitely indulging in sin. Mm-hmm. And again, sex, though it brings pleasure. The same way that the same way that love carries emotion, um, sex brings pleasure. But the purpose of of sex is not pleasure; it's reproduction. Yeah. And so, yeah. I think that I think if we all held it's, to a biblical uh, standard of marriage, I don't think abortion would be an issue. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Right. So uh, we'll just. I don't want to press the wrong button. Let me see here. So, <laughs> yes, I did. I did it. Seriously. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I'm really excited. I'd like to tell everyone he did that with his toe. <laughs> <laughs> um, my hand doesn't reach. My hand doesn't reach. Um, 
listen, I use the tools that God gave but, me, okay? <laughs> um, but but, I'm, but that's true. I'm I excited. Mean... I'm excited because Roe Ro v. Wade was overturned, right? Yeah. And and that and we missed the mark on talking about it a few weeks ago, but but that doesn't mean, and I think we mentioned this before also, but we'll reiterate that it doesn't mean that abortion is illegal. It just means uh, that now the states get to decide based on voting who you know who's going to allow abortion and who is not. Right. And like I mentioned in one of our posts, that's the epitome of democracy. You know, mm -hmm. the people vote on what they want. And so many people are upset about it. And, and it just makes me so sad that, you know, that people are so angry that they can't kill other humans. Yeah. So. And yeah. I mean, it, going back to what you said, I mean, I think the majority, from my understanding, like, I feel like the majority of abortions happen because sex happens outside of marriage right we right. talked about exactly we've said it i mean how many episodes we had of, uh, on abortion <laughs> um but listen that, i'm very passionate very, about that I know. because it's it is it's horrible yeah but the, if we look at statistically the majority is you know sex oh. happens outside of the context of marriage and someone gets yep. pregnant and it's like oh wait i'm not ready for that yep. and it's like well if you weren't ready for it Why'd you have sex? Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it, but it's almost yeah. like I've said before, like it's almost like driving your car drunk, getting into an accident and, and saying, Hey, I was not ready for that. Right. I was, what, what are you talking? Like, who cares if you were ready for that or not? You did it. Yeah. You drank and you drove. Here's the consequence. The, the, the government isn't going to say, Oh, well, uh, I'm sorry that this is an inconvenience for you. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead and keep drinking and driving. Yeah. No, no, you, we wouldn't do that with anything else. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I mean, I also want to say that, I mean, cause a lot of times, again, we're getting more and more into, uh, the day where Christians are considered bigots and all that. And we're like, don't have sex and all that stuff. But yeah. I mean, in reality, um, I think sex is a beautiful thing that God created. Um, and he, it. Yes, it was made for reproduction, but he also is so good that he made it to be pleasurable. Right. Um, but and then when like it's supposed to be beautiful, um, the waiting is supposed to be beautiful, the you know, it's all supposed to be great. It's just we take it out of that and we we break the way he made it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's with a lot of things. Like God created things to be a certain way and we when we turn from that yeah. and do it differently and that's when that's when i mean that's the that's the result of sin um but yeah yeah the consequence of sin um and again if you know even if even if you you know a man marries a woman and they become husband and wife if god is not the center of that it's you know yeah it, it's I, I because here's the thing there there are marriages that you look at and you're like oh they're so great together and they have a good time um and you know they're perfect for each other and they have like the perfect marriage but it's it's almost like you're holding each other's hand and 
like walking into the water, but you both don't realize that you can't breathe underwater and you're both going to drown. Right. Um, that's the way I see it. Because, again, um, it, it's not to say that, oh, because you're a Christian couple, now you're never going to fight. Right. <laughs> you're never going to have issues because God's at the center. No, no. Yeah. It just means that... Or you're not going to be tempted to have sex before marriage. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, it just means that, you know, God's going to be there and it's going to be that much better, you know, when you resolve, when you have sex, when you, you know, everything, it'll be, it'll be better. Yeah. And I think uh, something that's not understood in the secular world is that, you know, God made... You know, it said male and female, he created them. He created, you know, it says, you know, the man should leave his father's house and become one in, one with his wife. Yeah. Um, and so they're together mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and then physically through sex, right? right? When you're married. And so something that's not understood in the secular world is that when you have sex with somebody, like there is this intimate bond that's created. Yeah. And so when you break up, like the reason, I, I my understanding is the reason why it's so difficult to move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why there's so much more hurt than there needs to be is because sex was involved in, and that was meant to be with one person. Yeah. Um, ideally, you know, yeah. I, I, again, and that's something else that I can attest with attest to because, um, as you know, uh, my wife and I were separated for two years. And mm -hmm. so, you know, as a bootleg Christian, in my mind, that meant I was single again. And so, um, but at the same time, uh, you know, in in my uh, indulging in, in sin and all kinds of sin, right? Liquor, all kinds of stuff. I, it, I could not erase her. Like, what I feel for her, I could not erase it. Right. And a lot of times I prayed. God, help me move on. Like, help me forget her. Like, I don't, like, get her out of my way. I don't, like, I'm, I'm done. I'm right. done. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. And um, it reminds me of that verse that says that whatever God brings together, no man can separate. Mm, yeah. And so um, that's, why, that's why now, again, I look at my wife in a different light. I I still piss her off. I still make her upset and angry and probably make her wish that uh, I was never born. <laughs> um, but but I love her because I choose to, Ooh, you know, it, 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 because because think about this. This is what this is. This is the thought process that I went through in realizing that love was an action is that also. What does God say? about our enemies besides praying for them to love them to love them hello how do you love your enemy by marrying right? them under under <laughs> under the by, by what by, by making them your wife them. <laughs> <laughs> no that's a joke by the way that is a joke that's where that's where it seemed you were going <laughs> oh no 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 that's not where i was going <laughs> no so like how do you love your an your enemy it's not by feeling it. You're, you're never going to feel like loving your enemy. Mm, that There's a good. reason why they're your enemy. So you're never going to feel that way. Right? 
But but what you can do is make a choice to love them. How do you sh- how do you love them? By forgiving them. Right. You know, and that's something that a lot of us struggle with. And nowadays nobody wants to even hear about. It's all about me, 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 me. Mm. It's it's that one of the the, the unholy right. trinities, me, myself, and I. Right. And so And that's why I think sorry. I'm no, it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's why that's another reason why sex was made for marriage it's because you're choosing like once you've made that commitment it's not a because typically in the secular world sex is a me 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 like how can i pleasure myself how can you know um but i think when you're in love and you make that commitment and you get married it becomes more how can i pleasure the person that i love you know exactly yeah it's 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 it becomes when when God's at the center of your choice for a partner, it doesn't become how can this person make me feel good? How can this person make me feel better? Or how can this how can this person make me feel loved? No, it's how can I love this person better? Yeah. What can I do to love this person better? And that is I think really what what loving your spouse the you know your wife the way jesus loves the church means mm-hmm. because how many times do we disappoint god like that was my whole point with talking about not reading the bible on vacation and all that like like i know that 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 disappointed god mm-hmm. but he still loves me right? right and so no matter how many times i may disappoint my wife or she may disappoint me i still choose to love her um, and I may not do that perfectly um, because I'm not Jesus, right. <laughs> but, but I do that to the best of my ability and I pray about it. And, you know, I always pray that God makes me better, you know, in general. Yeah. But again, I know I'm failing miserably in every aspect, in every relationship, because even you as my sister, I could love you better. I think, you know, you know, when I have my moments Mm -hmm. and I get a a bit abrasive, (laughs) but you know, when I have mine. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, But I, I have, you know, when I have mine, because I changed, you can't see my red receipts anymore. (laughs) That's when I have mine (laughs) on the text message. What do you mean? When you turn your red receipts off? Yeah. That's my, that's why those, you did it. Those are mine. I, yeah. That's your way of yeah, that's, revolting against me. I revolt. Turning your red receipts off. Yeah. What made you revolt? This was a while ago. I, just, I never changed it back. What was it? What did I do? I don't know. It was one of our arguments that we have over text messages. <laughs> our arguments are not really arguments, by <laughs> the way. They're not. They're not. Um, they, they, they go something like this. Um, uh, why won't you do that? It's my brother. <laughs> and you'll say, yeah, that's me. And then you'll say. Uh, because I don't know. <laughs> I'll give a good reason. Yeah. You'll give a good. All right, let's <laughs> no, just. No, 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 no. Let's, let's... <laughs> Is this really the time to do this? Oh, I don't know. We're, I mean, we're talking about loving. And... Right, 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 right. And so you'll say, well, why won't you do this? I'll yeah. give a good reason, which in my mind is, is a really a good, good reason. reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> and You'll give what and you then, think is a better reason. Yeah. I'll, I, and or uh, I just won't answer or I'll just 
you know, it, whatever. We'll just continue like nothing happened. Yeah. Um, I, I think if, if I can remember I feel something like we specific. I apologize, though. Yeah, but if I can remember something specific, it happens this way probably more often than not, is that I'll get upset with our parents and you're you'll very quickly and uh humbly uh <laughs> like check me on it right and and then it like it bothers me that it, that it convicts me and then i just let it go because mm, yeah. i i'm not one to like hold on to stuff anyways just in general even yeah. as a bootleg christian i didn't i didn't really hold on to stuff so i yeah. let go of stuff pretty easy and if we but, have one of those conversations, I have to pray about it. And then God's like, this is where you're wrong, Angie. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you say so. <laughs> if you say so, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, no, yeah. I just, I, I always think about this, right? I, I think of this thought. And I, I, I can't remember if I heard this in a preaching or, or if I read this in the Bible. Um, but it. I, I have this idea in my head that even if I am right, that I should make amends. And if that means I have to apologize, I'll, I can do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with doing that. Um, um, I also heard this one time, um, and this is, this is maybe a more, more secular answer, I guess, but it was something along the lines of, um and and this could have been a, on TV or video or somewhere but one person says to their partner says uh and when i say partner i mean of the opposite sex um they say uh well you know uh i i love you more than you love me and they're like why why would you say that that's impossible and they're like no and here's a good example is because um even when i think i'm right i'm willing to admit that i'm wrong because mm. i want to move on from this like i don't want us to keep arguing now again that's not to say that you should do that and then not talk about things right. <laughs> that's not what that's implying but um you know that's a that's i guess that's a good example of not not necessarily that really signifies that you love the other person more but i guess that that almost mirrors the biblical approach in a sense right um in that you should just you know be apologetic and try to resolve the issue you know proverbs talks about not letting the sun go down on your on your anger and mm -hmm. on your problems and and so you know that's what that's what we should do biblically yeah. is try to resolve things because you don't you don't know if you're not going to wake up tomorrow. You don't know if the other person's not going to wake up tomorrow. And you don't want to have to deal with what, you know, emotions come with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to say is, um, I mean, obviously, we're broken people and we sin all the time, like we were saying. And so... Um, a lot of people have crossed lines, you know, in terms of sex before marriage or sex outside of marriage. And um, I think that's where the beauty of grace comes in. Yeah. 
So Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of all our past, present, and future sins. So anything that you have done, you're doing, and you will do, yeah. um, you're forgiven for that if you truly repent. Um, now, obviously, that's not a license. That shouldn't give you a license to be like, okay, let me go sin. And then repent. Um, because that's not real. That's not repentance. That's yeah. just... Uh, I, I'll, I'll admit to this. I've probably recently um i've thought and this is again this is my flesh talking i've thought i could just sin and repent right like i've had that actual thought and then immediately the spirit's like you need to pray about that <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> and i'm just like god please get this thought out of my head please <laughs> yeah. please please like like i don't want to grieve you i i just please get this out of uh, out of my head and yeah. so with that i want to just segue into saying that there's nothing absolutely nothing that you can do that could make god not forgive you however however there's one thing. There's one thing. There's one thing. And and it talks about um, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Right. Now, if you are asking yourself, have I done this? Then it's safe to say that you have not right. <laughs> blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Because that would just mean entirely rejecting, like, eternally, completely rejecting God. Right. Right. And the thing is that we are not equipped to make that judgment on anyone's life because we don't know. We don't know what the future holds. Right. We don't know if the most atheist person right now in the end is going to accept God. We hope that they do. Right. And so just throwing that out there. Yeah. And even then, like, even if someone were to commit that sin, like, I. Like the verse is still there that says nothing separates us from the love right, of God, right. and that's not a contradiction because what I, what I mean is what I, I and here's how I understand this verse is blaspheming the Holy Spirit means you n never repented. Mm -hmm. That's what that essentially means, and so um, you know those who end up never repenting will be guilty of that. Anyways, um, yeah, just repent. <laughs> Listen, if you have if you have a repenting heart, you have not um, blasphemed or grieved the Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. it's go. nothing to worry about. God loves you. Um, Jesus died for your sins. Okay, yeah. um, and you just have to repent for yeah. for the life you've been living, separated from God, and yeah, and turn to Him. And so and pray so it, yeah so if you're if i could just maybe we'll end with this but if you're married um i think our encouragement is strive to put god at the center um i know you know even in marriage i mean like we've said sexual immorality yeah can happen married or single yeah <laughs> so if you're married um seek repent. to repent repent and seek to put god in the middle of your relationship um yeah God first. Yeah, and then he's going to he's going to be the one to help you with any cuz we all deal with temptations. Yeah. Um so he's going to be the one to give you the strength and if you're not married, 
think our encouragement is to find someone who is equally yoked, as the word calls us to. So someone who loves Jesus um, and pursuing him imperfectly, as we all are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because uh, sometimes we, yeah, just seek, seek someone who, who wants to put God first um, in their own life and in the relationship. Um, and hopefully, if, uh, I guess, I don't know if I want to say if they have that right, <laughs> um, they would want to wait until marriage. Um, yeah. Because yeah. But, being with someone who's not, who doesn't have the same beliefs that you do, yeah. they're not going to honor that, right. that desire for you to wait until marriage. Yes. Um, it's going to be hard either way, Christian yeah. or not Christian, like, like I said. Um, but if you both have that same value, uh, those same values yeah. of putting God first, um, of waiting until marriage, then, um, and, you know, you can, and, and you have God at the center, you could both seek him to find that strength and also make wise choices. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Not just, not just, I mean, you know, pray for the, for the courage and the wisdom to make those choices that won't put you in a position to sin because yeah. it's sexual immorality. I think it's one of the easiest sins to fall into because there's so many branches that stem from, from that, that represent sexual immorality. Right. Um, so, I mean, and, and I think pornography is a big gateway sin. Yeah. I guess we, did we, did, did we coin that? <laughs> pornography is a gateway sin sure. to sexual immorality um because it really destroys your mind i mean it'll destroy anyone's mind yeah so and, you know, and jesus says right if you lust over basically someone else you know you're committing adultery yeah um in your mind so there's that yeah so again jesus loves you and you know he it says in what is it first or second peter that god does not want anyone you know to get lost god wants everybody to come to salvation yeah and but ultimately it's going to be your choice yeah your choice and i also want to encourage anyone who is like if you are struggling with any um sexual sin that you would obviously pray on it um, but also find someone who loves Jesus, who you can just be open about it with and yeah. who can help you stay accountable and keep you accountable and yes. keep you away from that. I mean, we've, we've had friends do that, you know, where they install the app, an app on your, on their phone and, and just gave us access to make sure that, you know, they wouldn't go on, on porn sites and stuff like that because it will, it would alert the other person. Yeah. And so a lot of times when you have, uh, I guess we could say a tangible accountability partner, mm -hmm. um, we're less likely because we don't want them to confront us about it. Yeah. Um, but that's why you have to, you know, pray about it and find someone that is really qualified um, because the, the, ideally you don't want to choose someone that you don't know that is also struggling with the same sin right because if they're struggling with the same sin like i don't i don't i don't know that that really is a disqualifier yeah. i'm just saying um you just want to find somebody that is going to keep you accountable right let's just leave it at that yeah 
All right. Well, that's our episode, guys. Uh, So you can find us at ChristAlonePodcast.com. All of our handles are at ChristAlonePodcast, except for Twitter, which is at ChristAlonePod. Correct. And our phone number is 407-796-2881. Feel free to call or text. Um, Remember, your voicemails have to be under three minutes. Um, and, um, you know, if you have any questions, prayer requests or suggestions, that's how you do it. Um, you can also do it through social media, through one of the pages that my sister just mentioned. And, um, don't forget speaking on seeking God first. Um, my sister recently designed a shirt that is called, it it says, um, seek first the kingdom. So you want to go check that out, get yourself one. Tag us and uh, let us know what you think, I guess. Yeah. Right. And uh, remember to, if you like what you hear, um, go on Apple Music. And Well, we don't have a song yet, but oh, you can go to Apple. <laughs> you I can... said Apple Music. <laughs> yeah, you can go to Apple Podcasts. We should make Actually, a song. We that do should have be a song. next. Actually, we do have a song, but we. We do have a song. We do have a song. Kinda... I don't. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think if, we can release it because I don't think we can play it because of copyright stuff. We we might be able to play like I don't know. Check our social media. <laughs> Actually, I I think I I think I I I put Okay, that's besides the point. What this. I meant to say is go on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and if you like us, give us a rating because if you rate us, then that will uh, allow us to allow the Apple Podcast to be able to push it for other listeners yes. to hear. Um and uh just let us know what you think. Yeah. And and if you have I guess recently accepted Jesus um you know uh um whether it was because of the podcast or not um you know let us know. We would love to talk to you and celebrate that because um heaven definitely had a party about it. Definitely. And so um yeah. We'd like to just talk to you either on or off mic. Yeah. Welcome right. to the family. Yeah. So God bless everybody. And um, we'll see you next episode. God bless.